This is episode 147 of the e-commerce coffee break. Today I talk to Nerissa Shaw, co-founder and director of Filter and host of the world's largest Shopify meetup about how to find and manage global talent. So let's get right into it. But before we get started, a big thank you to our sponsors for supporting today's episode. Accessicart helps e-commerce merchants with accessibility compliance for people with disabilities, which not only helps you avoid getting sued or fined, but also helps you optimize user experience for all your customers. Find them at accessicart.com. That's A-C-C-E-S-S-I-C-R-T.com. And use the coupon code COFFEEBREAK to get $250 off an accessibility audit of any size. This is the e-commerce coffee break. A top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants and business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome 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 to to the the show. show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce Coffee Break. Today, we want to talk about a topic that pretty much every business has to deal with, and that is finding the right people to work in your business. So when it comes to staffing to re-recruitment, not an easy topic, specifically if you're a founder and started as a solopreneur or a small startup, something that might be a new topic that you haven't dealt with before. And there's so many things that go into finding the right people. And obviously that has a direct impact on the results and the success of your business. I have been there. We want to find out more about this. So as an expert today on the show, I have Nerissa Shaw. She's the co-founder of Filter at Filter global.com, a company that specializes in helping e-commerce business find and manage global talent. With over a decade of experience in the industry, Narissa has a deep understanding of the challenges and opportunities facing e-commerce merchants looking to expand their operations. Before starting Filter, Narissa launched a tech recruitment business and grew into an international executive search firm, helping define the company's unique recruitment strategies and ultimately selling it in 2017. Narissa is also the host of the world's largest in-person and virtual office Shopify meetup, which has a over 1,000 retailers. So she has a huge background when it comes to Shopify, e-commerce, and recruitment. Let's welcome Narissa to the show. Hi, Narissa. How are you today? Hello. Great to have you on the show. Tell me a little bit, what's the biggest challenge of fast-growing companies, Shopify businesses, e-commerce businesses, when it comes to recruitment? They move too fast. They make decisions too fast. And what I mean by that is most people don't take the time to actually understand what success and failure is in the job. So they go, I need someone on live chat. That's great, right? And I need 10 people now. But I always say the first thing you should be asking yourself is what is success and failure for you as the owner? And what are the metrics? Every job should have metrics, regardless if it's reception, designer, warehouse, logistics, accounting. And then how do you qualify success? I would also say when you're preparing your job description, so before you hire class, before you do anything, it's actually uncover what are the outcomes, what are the KPIs, and how will they know they're doing their job and how will I know they're doing their job. So take the time to really uncover that. And that's when most people go wrong. The second thing I would say is, People don't ask the right questions. They're not interested. So I say great interviewers and as business owners, I mean, I've been doing this 20 years. I've interviewed over 8,000 people in my career. So again, that's a skill set I had. But as a business owner, being curious is important. Probing, asking specific questions, taking time. So the amount of people that literally spend 10 to 30 minutes interviewing someone 
and thinks that's sufficient to make a hiring decision, totally don't recommend that. So ask lots and lots of questions, listen to what they're saying and get outcomes. I think it's asking the right questions. And thirdly, and a really specific thing about recruitment, I 100% believe in reference checks. 100% believe in it. People have this thing of, are they going to tell my friends? But the purpose of reference checks is to uncover how to best manage that person. If you find out some little things on the way that can help you make that decision, that's important too. But fundamentally, it's being curious, taking the time to build, like understand what you want to achieve in your business with your people and do your due diligence. That's the first step. Yeah, there's a lot of things in there and I have been a victim of that. I've grown and started a couple of companies. So, and I always came to a point we need to, as you said, I need someone now. And then it's easy to write down basically the tasks, sort of like the features of that person. But you touch on a couple of things and I want to dive a little bit deeper into that is actually asking the right questions, doing the reference checks and all of that. There are coming skills into the game that usually a founder that has an e-commerce store and focusing on selling products or services does not have. So from the process, from I do my list on this is the things that a person should do for me, what's the next step to ask the questions and what questions would that be? In the job description or when I'm interviewing you? Yeah, exactly. In the job description. Most business owners, and we've all been there, we're hiring something and we've done it all ourselves, right? So we do everything and we may never have hired anyone in our life. Google is your best friend. The Shopify community are your friends. So I always say, like, think of it literally is the easiest way. So I'm going to go back to cost of customer support because what I've seen globally in with merchants is... Customers want responses quickly. You will lose existing customers and new customers if you're not on. A lot of smart merchants are investing their people resources in that support mechanism. I'd be looking at my data. So how many tickets do I get a day? What are the main questions? What are the complexities? Is it 80% I can get a platform to help me and it's automated? And sometimes you go, yes, and so you don't need a person at that stage. So again, it's being smart. Sometimes I'm expanding to a different market and I'll need people on the ground. Again, how many tickets, how many escalations do I need to do? Um, upselling. A lot of merchants do not train their teams about how to upsell. You can do that effectively really well with your customer support team. So again, how do we drive more sales to the cart? So when I talk to merchants who are like, oh, no, I'm about my brand philosophy and I just want my customers to feel good, that doesn't help anyone, right? That's a nicety and of course that's what we want. But you have to go, right, I would love my customer support team. To my average customer might buy one product in a cart at any one time. I want them to upsell too. And that's a target. So again, it's really thinking through in your business what's important to me before you get into trying to find the right person. So I think it's spending time. And then I think it's also asking the Shopify community and people like yourselves and myself to say, what do other people do? What are other merchants using as metrics? How do they define like what's a good person or not before we start advertising? So definitely I'd say, don't be shy. We've all been there and the community is happy to help. I think that helps a lot. There's a lot of gold nuggets in there. One word that you mentioned a couple of times is the team. So it's not just a person, an employee where stuff are outsourced. You want to build up a team. 
Now, a team might be difficult if you have your local team and then you have an outsourced team. Mm -hmm. What's the key to make this work? Excellent question. Generally, owners and management of a merchant, they understand when you're thinking about, I'm hiring different people in different regions. The colleagues underneath don't see that. So there's fear. It's, are they going to take over my job? Can they speak English if you're an English speaking? There's all these subconscious fears. So what I always say to business owners or management managers within merchants is get everyone involved. So for instance, we do workshops. So just say we're doing, you know, a designer or a developer role. I would always say get the owner in, get the manager in, and then get a colleague directly. And they feel part of the process and then get them to sit on the interviews. Now, they don't have to be involved in do we hire them or not. But again, it's part of that feeling comfort. Oh, this person's like me. They care about me. They just happen to live in Colombia and I'm living in South Africa, right? But we're the same and we have the same goals and we're the same core people. And then the other thing that we found really effective, what we built into our business is we do live training with local teams. And that way they get excited and they feel empowered about, great, Klaus is starting with me next week. You're teaching me practical ways of how to best to engage them when they're not sitting next to me. So I always say acknowledge people's fears and be really like treat your colleagues and your staff as part of your community and get them involved. And also it's language. A lot of people now don't go, I've got a South African team or I've got a Vietnam team or I've got a Philippines team. They're like, I have satellite offices. I have international offices, Philippines, Colombia, Australia, South Africa. So again, if you position as a merchant, as we are global and we are passionate about getting the best talent and we don't care where on earth that is, that messaging will resonate not only internally with your current team, but also with your customers. Oh, that's awesome. Now you at Filter, obviously you're helping with the whole selection process, with the recruitment process and so on and so forth. From the technical side or technicalities, it's like you mentioned time zones is a thing, language is a thing. Give me a bit of ideas on what are the criteria you're going through to find the right person for the job. And now a quick break to thank the sponsors of today's episode. Estimates are that 20% of all adults have a disability and accessibility is a growing concern for all merchants. Last year in the United States, 77% of all lawsuits around website ADA compliance involved e-commerce sites. If a blind person can't enter a payment method, you've lost a sale. You want to fix that. Automated scripts you add to your theme can only find and fix about 30% of your issues. But our friends at Accessicard can help. They work alongside your in-house teams to help you identify issues so your site can work better for more people, including people with disabilities. Improving accessibility can help expand your audience, improve your SEO, and make your site better for everyone. Accessicard is offering our listeners $250 off an audit of any size, including their mini audit on the checkout process, a common place to find issues. Head to accessicard.com and use coupon code COFFEEBREAK. Yeah, fantastic. In our business, all our clients say the same thing. We have a lot of merchants who are small. You know, they've got a small local team. They can't afford to get it wrong. And then, of course, we work with the big global merchants as well, who still have the same philosophy is I want to invest well. The biggest thing I say, besides technical, you must test, okay? People can show you beautiful portfolios of work, you know, development, design, digital marketing. Regardless of the job, I always say build your own test and get them to see. So you can see in real time, do they follow briefs? 
So this is the same in customer support as well. Do they follow briefs? Do they follow deadlines? What's the quality like? And then, of course, on our end, we are testing behavioral side. We all want good technical people. That's a given, okay? But where we come in is we say, what are the behavioral traits? So the biggest things in these countries is we want people as owners. We want people who can think critically, solve problems, have high initiative, have great verbal and written communication skills, which is predominantly English. And so we do a lot of testing behind the scene that we present it to a client so they can kind of see how are they writing? How are they communicating? We send videos of the people so they get a glimpse of, oh, that's close. We can get along. So I always say do video interviews just like we're doing now. Some clients don't care, like they're Spanish speaking themselves. And they're like, you know what? That person is an amazing developer. I don't need them to have great English. Their coding is amazing. And I can communicate with them. If that's important to you, that's fine. But I would say the majority are looking for average to advanced English skills. Our philosophy in recruitment globally is headhunting. So it's not just let's, you know, let's put up a job ad somewhere and hope for the best. It's where does the best digital talent lie? Are they on TikTok? Are they on Reddit? Are they on Facebook? Are they at dance parties? Right? It's where your digital and e-com talent living and breathing, and that's where you need to be as a merchant. Okay. Makes perfect sense. Now, you already said that you're sourcing people from all over the world, predominantly from Colombia and the Philippines. Now, worst case scenario, and I have been there, is you go on Upwork or Freelancer, you put your job ad out there and you get 700 applications. You don't know where to start. So obviously you help with that. What's the right number or where do you create the most clarity to find the right person? Yeah, the biggest thing is you don't have time to be overwhelmed. Like you said, 700 resumes, who has time to look at it? And you get lost in it. And half the time, you don't know what you're looking for anyway. I always say when you're engaging a recruitment firm or a provider such as ourselves, you probably don't want to look at more than five. When you look at the first few, you really need to have great relationship with the people you're working with and going, yeah, they hit the mark, but I'm concerned about this. Or they look technically great, but they're failing my test. So we need to recalibrate. So the main thing, which we all know with our world, it's communication. If you're getting like, here's 50 resumes and just pick one, that company or that service is probably not looking after your best interests. It's all about how can we make your life easier? My premise on finding a job is I try to do every job in my businesses for a time by myself because I want to understand the process. And then I go and find someone who is better than me, which is usually happened very, very quickly because so many people are very specialized on that. Now you're running these huge Shopify events virtually and in person. And obviously you know a lot of what merchants are really searching for and when they start searching for new staff members. What's the biggest pain point from all the merchants that you are working with when it comes to recruitment? They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and that's a really broad statement. They don't know what they're doing. They don't invest the time. It doesn't mean you don't move fast, right? I think it goes back to that pre-work, which is like you said, you're doing the job, so you kind of know what you're looking for, but just do your pre-work and do your due diligence. There's a saying, you know, like hire slow, fire fast. I don't believe in that in this climate. Great people will not hang around. So that's a line's higher, fast, fire fast. It's also appreciating in this market. There's labor shortages. 
globally in all disciplines. I mean, Shopify developers at like Ken's Teeth globally, you cannot afford to wait when you're hiring a Shopify developer for your site a week to review a portfolio. They're gone within 24 hours. Good people. So I think it's moving fast, treating people with respect in that process. Don't just wing it. So, well, the amount of people are like, I don't even know who I'm meeting. I looked at their resume. I'm like, that's so disrespectful to the person you're meeting. But not only that, how, you are not preparing yourself to have the best person in your team for success to help you alleviate the pain of what you're going through right now. And it's stopping you from growing. I can relate to that. And I think it was working like global.com, taking my pain away. I mean, that's probably the best sort of wording on what you do and where you help. And you mentioned a couple of things. You tell me what kind of different stages global.com helps on the whole process. It's not only recruitment. Do you do so much more? Oh, absolutely. I think recruitment is a big piece of the puzzle. Where companies get wrong is they think if I hire the right person, life will be great. And they forget about the onboarding and that process when they come on board. So the biggest thing is we talk about is setting both parties up for success. What happens is from our end, they've hired this wonderful person and then they're like, what now? So we set up their IT, we set up welcome gifts, coordinate with them about what they want to do, merch. So we've got some fitness clients who will go, you know, I will send them out some fitness gears they can wear and rep ourselves for their first day, which is lovely. It's actually embedding people in the business culture and the way the Western world works. So from an employee standpoint, we actually do a lot of training about how to work for Western countries. How do Westerners operate? We have a different style and we have a different communication style. For instance, US is a very different operating system to even in Australia where I'm from. So we're teaching people about how do you be successful in your job? And the same with the clients. How do you understand that country's culture? And then how do you engage and embed them into your business? And then I think the biggest thing that we do, Klaus, is our business is all about being proactive, not reactive. We do monthly live reviews. And it's like what's going on, what's working, what's not working from both parties because distance creates risk. How do we help you as a merchant mitigate your risk. So that way we're solving things fast. And as we all know, 99% of the issues is communication. So I'll give you a perfect example, actually. My executive assistant is in Colombia. We flew him to the Philippines recently. So I got to spend three weeks with him in person and he met our Philippines team. We had other people from Colombia, our Australian team. It was fantastic. Our clients on site, but still sometimes we laugh because we don't understand each other. So last week, I'm a very practical, pragmatic person. So he was sending me updates and I would just, you know, do the emoji button like, yep, yep. And he said to me after three days, I'm worried. And I'm like, why are you worried? He's like, because you just give me thumbs up. I'm thinking you're amazing because I don't have to drag myself into any drama. Like you're 100% on point. I'm loving this. Something so small was causing him stress. And that's why I always talk about it. it's the simple things that you both have to be on the same page to make sure it's working for both of you. I think that's a very good example. Years ago, I was flying to the Philippines to meet my own team there for a workshop. And they were completely surprised, but usually does not happen. They are with me now for six years. This bond that you can build up with people meeting them in person is such a strong bond and makes such a difference. And obviously, if you go through this process of finding the right person and the you want to keep the people on your team as long as possible and really make them part of the family. You're also running these Shopify meetups and I want to know and touch a little bit on this. What are you doing there? 
Okay, so as everyone probably in the community knows, you have to get permission from Shopify Canada to run the events and they send you branding guidelines and it's run in 92 countries. So there's agencies, it's predominantly digital agencies around the world who run them, which is amazing for our community because it's free. That's what's the power of Shopify is they're very much about education and upskilling. The filter has the exclusive rights to represent Shopify in a meetup capacity in the Philippines. So even during COVID, I was the only one globally who still did events every three months. We are really passionate. And I think anyone in Shopify is, if you're in the community, you are passionate about giving back to the local community with ourselves. It's obviously understanding. So I don't live in the Philippines. I am not a Filipino, yet I run the world's largest. So it's all about getting great speakers. And oftentimes I try and get merchant owners who this is their first speaking event and helping them going, what does the community want to hear? What are the current trends locally? What are the biggest bugbears? How can you help other merchants solve these problems? Let's share knowledge. Let's not hold it in. In terms of the Philippines, the e-commerce environment is thriving. It's very buoyant. When we did the live, you know, pre-COVID in person, we would have mothers, like the brand new babies. Luckily, we have mothers' rooms in our offices who would come and they would have their mother and their husband with them and they would be like, you're looking after the baby, literally next to them, while I am taking notes and networking. With the community, it's when you're giving back, like what you're doing with your merchants and educating merchants, being genuine and giving real things that someone could take away immediately and it'll change their life. Not crappy little things that's not going to help, but sharing secrets. Your secret source could be an app. It could be a logistics supplier. In the Philippines, cash on delivery is a huge problem. They don't have a lot of the payment opportunities that other merchants have in the rest of the world. There's a lot of different issues. Sometimes it's highlighting those issues. And to give you a sense of the power of these communities, there was a major issue that the rest of the world with Shopify had access to and the Philippines did not. And we were able to create a petition and do a business case to Shopify to say, hey, what about us? And it was approved. And then their development team. So again, when you're giving back and you're being genuine and you understand what your local community wants, they will come and support you. And that's how we built it. And lots of Everyone likes free food. (laughs) But also, I think mingling with Philippines and people from Colombia, the sweetest, nicest people that you can imagine. So it's also a very nice, sweet environment there. Now, as we come slowly to the end of our coffee break, give a bit of an overview. How can I approach Filter? What's the pricing? What else do I need to know? Everyone, you get to meet me. (laughs) I'm the first person you get to meet. So definitely connect with myself directly to my email. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Insta. We are everywhere. But LinkedIn's probably the best place to connect with me and have a chat. In terms of pricing, it is very customized to you, what you want. So do you want an employer record only? Do you want facilities? Do you want equipment? So that's with on like a discussion point of view. And it also is in direct relation to the type of person you need. A developer is always going to be a lot more expensive than a customer support person. But in terms of just have a chat, I'm happy to answer any questions. We've just released our 2023 Colombian Digital and Ecom Salary Guide, which we're just launching tomorrow. 
So again, if you want information, if you want to understand how it works, please reach out to me, LinkedIn or email. Okay. What are the web addresses where people can find you? Nerissa, N-E-R-I-S-S-A at filterglobal.com or check us out on our website, filterglobal.com. And of course, it's the same for Insta, LinkedIn, TikTok, wherever we are. Okay. I will put the links in the show notes and you're just one click away. Larissa, that was awesome. A lot of golden nuggets in there. It became very clear that having an expert on your side when it comes to recruitment, finding right person takes away so much pain from you as a founder, as a startup founder or e-commerce merchant. And it's definitely worth to look into that. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. Loved it. Thank you. Great questions. Before you leave, don't forget to visit the sponsor of today's episode. Accessicard helps e-commerce merchants with accessibility compliance for people with disabilities, which not only helps you avoid getting sued or fined, but also helps you optimize user experience for all your customers. Find them at accessicart.com. That's A-C-C-E-S-S-I-C-R-T.com. And use the coupon code COFFEEBREAK to get $250 off an accessibility audit of any size. And that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found today's episode informative and actionable. As a reminder, we have a growing community of e-commerce professionals where you can share your insights, ask questions and learn from other merchants. If you're interested in joining, please visit our website at ecommercecoffeebreak.com and sign up for the community. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review our podcast to stay updated on the latest marketing trends and strategies for Shopify e-commerce merchants. See you next time.